we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please, 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 five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you can like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can do to help support us. And also as well, my good friend's shows as well, his show's the NBA Draft Junkies, and the Run the Floor podcast as well. You got to go ahead and support him. Same. Well, you know, I don't know what we're going to say if we're happy about this, but I know a lot of people are happy about this. Uh, And that is the NBA players, after a very tumultuous 24 hours, have decided to go ahead and resume the NBA playoffs starting tomorrow. I'm going to put that in pencil. I'm going to put that in pencil because I could easily be erased. But right now, it's on the books for tomorrow. Here And here today to talk with me about this is two great guys. First up, you want to go ahead and just reach out to Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, good to see you, my friend. And I'm assuming you're good. you're happy that playoffs are back. I only say that because if you got a chance to listen to our conversation yesterday, we were going to decide and, and support the players, whatever decision they made. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to basketball. Um, I also think that the uh, players made the right decision. It seems like kind of odd that the two teams that uh, did not want to continue the season or continue the playoffs were the Lakers and the Clippers and uh, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, apparently, all of the other teams did want to continue. It just seems odd to me that that was the split for things. But I I do think that the players made the right decision. Um, I don't think they really had another alternative that made any sense. To, to leave the bubble would have taken away all of the leverage that they have to push their agenda. It would have cost them millions of dollars and could conceivably have led to the owners locking them out and, and uh, using the force measure clause to, to cancel the CB, CBA. So I think they had to make the right decision. Um, I'm glad that the NBA itself was 100% supportive of that decision. My understanding from what I'm reading is that uh, the games will start on Saturday, which means that it's going to be a three-day strike. Well, ESPN still has a listing for Friday, but I'm I'm seeing the listing still from ESPN listed as Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a two-day, two-day yeah. or three-day strike, basically, yeah. to protest. And uh, I think that that does some very constructive things. It, it it refocuses again the bright light on on the social justice issues that are going on in this country. Obviously, the Milwaukee or the uh, Wisconsin state legislature did not go into into a special session as requested by the governor. The police department in Kenesha, Wisconsin, basically hasn't really come out and done anything about the officer who who shot uh, Blake seven times in the back. Um, so none of those things that the Milwaukee Bucks basically were asking for got any attention really at all. And that basically left the the players in a in a tough situation where they, you know, I, I think the, I think that the meetings they had, you know, from what I understand and the conversations, they talked about a lot of things. They talked about registering to vote. Surprisingly, only twenty percent of them are registered to vote, which which I 
I was astonished at, you know. And I give a lot of credit to Chris Paul having getting it, gotten everybody in the Thunder registered to vote, and and uh, the other teams basically have got to get their act together in that in that area. They obviously asked the right questions about what the financial implications were. Some guys brought up the whole issue of if well if you're you're going to leave the bubble, you better be doing something constructive as far as the movement goes instead of just going back, you know, and and uh, staying with your family and having a good time. And I, and I think everybody sort of agreed that they've got to stick together, you know. And so the NBA and the NBPA uh, have, uh, again, you know, showed the rest of uh, major professional sports how you do things, you know. You you work things out, you ask the tough questions, you get the answers, and and you go out and try to, to use your platform the best you can. And uh, basically, you know, the playoffs are going to end in somewhere in mid-September, you know. So you're talking about seven weeks of of primetime exposure that uh, players can use to to push their agenda and to continue the fight for social justice. And also with me today is my good friend. You know him as the man behind NBADraftJunkies.com. Also as well, his amazing YouTube channel, NBA Draft Junkies, and his two great shows, Run the Floor and NBA Draft Junkies. My good friend Rafael Barlow and Rafael wanted to ask you this. We all made the statement yesterday that pretty much, and we all agreed to it, that the way LeBron goes is the way the NBA players are going to go. And that didn't quite work out because there was possibly even a higher power than LeBron, maybe higher up on the all-time scoring list or maybe championship list. Well, I think that... LeBron probably had a change of heart because at the end of the day, I just think the threat of a lockout is what changed everything. But who and, also interceded between the two or who was rumored? Oh yeah, I read that, you know, Michael Jordan played a major part in it, which I think that everybody wants the guys to play. It makes the most business sense financially for everyone to play. And whether or not them being in the bubble um, makes more sense for the social justice causes, that's debatable because some may feel like we're taking the attention away in a sense if we're playing. And then some may feel that if they're playing, then they can bring some attention to it, which again, that's debatable. But I think at the end of the day, it all boiled down to money and the lockout. If If they rip the CBA out, players are not going to get a favorable deal. They're not going to get the 50-50 split that they have yeah. now. And it could be a long time. I mean, they can be held out a long time. And the owners have all the power in that sense. And the coronavirus think- doesn't help them either because the fact that the owners would say, hey, look, we're going to lose money anyways because we can't even open up arenas. That's China. Yeah. The whole China situation. Absolutely. So, And I think the owners could have held them out for quite a while at least until they felt like they'll be able to get fans into the arenas, which I don't, at this point, it doesn't seem like that is anytime soon. So I think their financial situation was the real driving force. LeBron has the money to be able to walk away for good. A lot of the other players aren't in the same situation. I mean, they they have plenty of money, but LeBron has generational wealth that, 
can last a long time. And so I think that um, maybe he overreacted as far as not wanting to play. But at the end of the day, I just felt like it was just favorable for everyone to play financially. It makes the most sense. Well, the thing is, I think you hit it right there on the head that, yeah, LeBron has that, you know, just once in a lifetime wealth that very few people, black or white, have. But there's also a lot of players in the NBA who have a lifestyle commensurate to what they earn. And if they're not earning that type of money, that lifestyle will become very costly if they didn't do. And you've seen this before many times where these players, they just aren't as, I don't know, savvy about their finances and and just don't plan ahead for these type of things. Yeah, I I still think that's like overstated in a sense because if... Well, they're becoming more aware now because they go to starting with all these symposiums as a rookie and and they they get they get told this, but we still hear the stories from time to time. But we never hear the good. We'll never hear about a guy that has saved all his money. We're only going to hear about the guys that don't, even when they say the statistics, they'll say, well, such and such amount of players go broke when they're done playing. That's including the guys that played one year and they never played again. So I'm just throwing a name out there. Like, let's say Xavier Henry. He didn't make, uh, he didn't have a long career. So if he goes broke, which I don't know anything about, I'm just throwing a name out there, he would be in that list. But people seem to lump that in with the guys that played 10, 12 years going broke. And there are some cases of it. But, yeah, I just feel like those statistics are only going to show the negatives. They'll never really tell you about the guy that, has managed his money well. Absolutely, because there are so many, like you said, that have done quite the opposite. I mean, uh, you'll see what the Shaquilles, you'll see, you know, uh, Charles Barkley's, you'll see a lot of other individuals that are out there. That, not even the stars. You'll see a lot of role players that that made wise decisions over the course of their career, able to do that. But again, like you said, you do hear nothing but the 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 negative on that yeah so but there are a lot of players you got to admit that are living a lifestyle that's really would be hampered if they should go into let's say a lockdown for a year or a year and a half yeah but i think a lot of that would be because the way the salary cap is set up there's so many guys that are taking a huge chunk of the cap that there's a bunch of guys that are being used to fill out the back end of the roster so i i had a friend I won't mention his name, but he played for the Lakers. And I remember I used to see his checks and it was 44,000 every first and 15th. And he was one of the lowest paid players on the team. He's making $88,000 a month. He blew a check. He saved the check. And I was like, I don't know if that's smart or that's dumb. How do you blow 44,000 in 14 days? But if he only spent 30 in those days, then he saved the 14, but he had a lot of money saved up in the bank. And some of the money he just spent just on stupid stuff, which, I mean, it's still hard to imagine spending that type of money. But he was he would be someone who they would probably consider the type to go broke, even though he saved a lot of money. But he was on the very, very low end of the spectrum as far as, like, what he was bringing in. So, yeah, for him, if there were a lockout, he wouldn't be struggling. He wouldn't be broke. He'd be fine. He just wouldn't be able to maintain that lifestyle for 10 years. Yeah, I hear you on that. And so think about the guys in, like, the Warriors. 
And I mean, Golden that that area. I mean, I think you live in that area, Tom. It's super expensive. So if you're on a minimum deal, and then you live in the area where the practice facilities at, you might be living check to check, a little bit above check to check. So right. those are the guys that are affected the most. Even like in in LA, if you play for the Lakers or Clippers and you're on a minimum deal, and you live in Marina Del Rey, you live, want to live by the practice facility or you live downtown, you're paying four or $5,000 a month, possibly rent. Or more. So you may not, yeah. So you may not be able to afford a lockout. But so many teams have those guys from 10 to 17 on the roster who are making on minimum deals. And those guys are going to be affected the most. But we tend to think about the stars going broke or these guys are. You know, they're spending the most money. They're making $10 million a year. But it's the lower-level guys that are being shuffled out the league that are hurt the most. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So let me ask you this, Raphael, when it comes to uh, what's going on I know we said we would support the players either which way the decision would be made, but in the long run, you think it's probably the best that they go forward with the playoffs or not? Yeah, I mean, it just depends on which which side you're viewing it from. As far as the social justice side, like I said, that's debatable. But for the money side and longevity of the league, they had to play because of all the contracts in place and, you know, guys being locked out. Then, you know, the future contracts that you, you won't get the 50-50 split. I mean, it could even drop to 60-40 if possible. So I think, yeah, it, it's just a they made a business decision. Sounds like it indeed. Tom, any last thoughts on, on this? Because, again, it's, it's yes, we're going to be having basketball, but at what price? I mean, it just sounds like, again, it's it's all about the money when it comes down to it, and it's all about business and about continuing the league in the way that is best for the players, but still, social justice still needs to be served. I actually, uh, I actually differ from Raphael in the sense that I think that I think that it's the right decision, both from a financial standpoint, as far as their careers and, and their their business that they're in, you know, the, the league itself. Um, but I also think that it's, it's really by far the best decision to make for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I think that that seven weeks of prime time ability to do things to promote the movement is something that you would not be able to even get close to doing. I mean, just look at the tension that the players that are playing now get versus the players on those teams that aren't in the bubble or the players on the teams who are going to be eliminated in the next week. They're going to just disappear. And it's it's almost like Raphael said yesterday, we're in a we're in a 
we're in a climate where basically if if it isn't publicized, it didn't happen. And what do you do to get attention if you're not playing the game? I mean, you can go to you can go to a rally, you can be in the front lines uh, in in Kenosha or in Minneapolis. You can uh, lobby for people to vote and go out and do all of those various things, but you're not going to get anywhere near the attention that you would if you say you make a game-winning basket and you've got 10 minutes to, to talk about, you know, uh, Jacob Blake or Breonna Taylor or uh, any of the various people that, that really need to have justice served. So, But I wonder, like, we've seen the Black Lives Matter. It's huge on the court. And I don't think it mattered to that police officer in Kenosha. We've seen... Yep. Brianna Taylor's name on hats, shirts, everything. Billboards. There still hasn't been anything done with that. But you know where it's all going? It's all going to the ultimate test, which is the election on November 3rd. You know, I, I, to me, Black Lives Matter is, is like the Me Too movement. It's like the cancel culture movement. It's sort of an, sort of something new that we really haven't seen before driven by technology and driven by, at least I hope, some, some new sense of morality in this country that, that Trump has ignited because of his immorality, that these things are, are things that you, you, you never really expected. They're outsized, they're way overdue, um, but they're, a, they're like a wave of social phenomena that we've never seen before. And I really think that I really believe in the in in my heart that you know the soul of America is at stake here, um, and it's that's the battle that I think that these things become important in. It's not going to change, like you said. It's not going to make that cop the next cop who's got that bad attitude, um, you know. And and he may be only ten percent of the cops out there. You know, the other ninety percent probably are just as aghast as as we are at. How the hell could the guy just stand there two feet from the guy and shoot him seven times in the back? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just something that you can't imagine. So these things basically all all amount to something, and to me, they're all part of 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 a of a a new reckoning that we're coming to as a nation. You know, and I I truly have to believe in the goodness of people in a whole despite all of the bad apples that are out there, um, I think most people are, are aware that this is not right and they're going to do the right thing. Um, and I pray to God they do. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. 
I saw a post that uh, made me think about our discussion yesterday, and I'm sure by now you heard about what Brian Erlacher had posted on social media. And it was on an Instagram post where they had the kid, what was his name, Kyle something, the kid that... Yeah, I saw that there. Yeah, and they called him a patriot. <laughs> and at the time I saw it, it had 173,000 likes, and they called him a patriot. And that just made me realize that there is a a huge crowd, a huge group of people that agree with that he did the right thing. And those are the people that are going to come out and vote on the election day for Trump. There better be two of us for every one of them. Yeah. That's all we got to say. Well, let's if hope we so. don't, God help it for my grandchildren. And my daughters. But uh, we will go from there. Uh, there is... NBA playoff games Friday or Saturday. ESPN still has listed games for Friday, so we'll update you tomorrow on tomorrow's show uh, whether or not they did play games. Again, you'll probably hear it by then, but we'll go ahead and recap them if they're there or we'll let you know what's going on uh, officially for the games, if they're going to be played this weekend, if they're going to bump it back another day. But uh, the sports world did rally around the NBA yesterday. That was great to see. The NHL is actually following suit today. Better Under late pressure. than Yeah, no pressure. Better late than ever. But again, up to just so many baseball teams, football teams ending their practices, canceling their practices, just to show support in the sports world for the most part over what we've seen. I want to go ahead and leave with this. Your thoughts on that, Laker Tom, and then I'll hit you, Raphael, with that, is your thoughts on the sports world rallying around so quickly for the most part, again, NHL's a little slower than others, but for the most part, uh, the sports world rallying around the community of the NBA. I think it's really important. Um, and I think, I think it, you know, listen, whether they want to be role models or not, these super athletes are role models, and they set a tone that really, really makes a difference. And we need something to counter what we're seeing coming out of the current administration and, and this Republican convention that's going on right now. And I, I would say one other thing that Twitter is not the real world. <laughs> Thank God it's not the real world because that 173,000 people, we're talking millions. And, and I think the conscience and, and, and I think the conscience in America has sat enough and, and the sports people, the athletes that are out there talking and speaking and, and you have to give a lot of credit. LeBron may not have carried the day here, but everybody who's speaking up owes something to the fact that LeBron James has set the stage so that that can happen, so that they're free to not just be guys that, you know, they're free to do more than just dribble. So I'm, I'm confident that these exhibitions that we're seeing and statements that we're seeing from the athletes out there, I think for the most part are serious and, and sincere. I'm sure some some guys are doing it just because they know that they don't have a choice. But just the simple fact that you get such a unanimity of people in support of what's happening. And, and the simple fact that you go and look at these Black Lives Matter protest groups, and they're heavily, they're heavily white, which is something that didn't happen as much in the 60s, other than in places like Berkeley. You know, I'm, I grew up in the 60s. I'm that I am that damn old that I can remember that. And I went to Berkeley in the 60s. And I haven't seen anything like Berkeley since 
until we got to this situation this year. And that, to me, says something more about the real, the real America and how much they can take. And I think they've had enough. So I, I applaud the, the sports, the professional sports, all of the other professional sports that are supporting the NBA. And I applaud the leadership of the NBA to put those people into the situation so that they actually now are joining. Raphael, do you want to send us home? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, everything Laker Thomas said has been spot on. It's been on point. I mean, I didn't grow up in, in the 60s, but I know when I watched all the, the protests, and I was glued to the TV for days watching everyone, and the crowds were, were mixed. I mean, they had a, a protest in Salt Lake City, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and places like that. So... On one hand, I think that shows that it's not necessarily black versus white. It is right versus wrong. Well which, said. Well said. Which is good. I'm just worried about the fact that we're starting to see these other militia groups at these protests now. And they are heavily armed and they're not there for peace. They're, I mean, I don't know. I just think like if you're there for peace, then you don't have weapons on you. You you have your weapons just in case and you feel like you have a reason to. Just like this kid, he felt like he was protecting the city and he was and he wasn't even from that city, but he was protecting the properties or whatever and he's been considered a patriot and I do think there are a lot of those people who we don't know about because they really can't publicly speak their opinions because they'll lose their jobs and they'll lose, possibly lose everything. I mean, there are some people that have, but I think there's a lot of people who are sitting quiet who know that saying something publicly speaking against Black Lives Matter, they know that there's a penalty behind it. And so I feel like there's a lot of those people out there that we just don't know about and we won't know about. When they show the videos of him shooting two people cold black, that'll change. Well, but even like the headlines, they, they called him a vigilante. They, the headlines were, I don't know the best word, but I mean, I've seen like some pictures of how the headlines were different. How, just the fact that he was able to be arrested peacefully Shows that there, there's, I mean, a, a difference. Well, you and everything. I talked about it on the previous show yesterday yeah. about how he was able to go ahead and basically flee, walk by with a gun in, gun in hand by several police units and nothing. And it wasn't until he got home to his state that he was arrested at that point in time. But again, it leads to the fact that we need change. We need to start taking action and need change in order to stop things like this from happening and and it's up to you guys out there you guys and gals out there that are listening you need to make the help make this change happen so we can just go ahead and become a united states once again but uh, i don't blame doc rivers at all for god's sakes if 80 percent of the nba is not even registered to vote how can you even complain about the results that you get Every single person listening to this podcast needs to go out and register to vote and vote. Well, if, you, if you're well, able to... I, I, as a person that 
I mean, I'm not in the NBA. I have a lot of friends that are in the NBA. One, I'm not shocked about them not being registered to vote because if you pulled over every NBA player and asked them if they have a valid driver's license, the answer is going to be no because they play around in so many different cities. They have cars registered in one state, license plates here. You know you're supposed to like change your license plates over when you move. So a lot of them may not even have like valid home addresses where they can where they're registered to vote. Not saying that's an excuse, but that is something that is a reason. But then I also feel like a lot of black people may feel you're voting for the lesser of two evils, no matter what. So if you say, I'm not voting for Trump, but I'm gonna vote for Biden, then a lot of people feel like, well, he's the one that was part of the crime bill. Or, you know, the same with Kamala Harris. So I think there are people who feel like, you know, you're just voting for the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and maybe last election. What's that? So that's what I did in the last presidential election. I voted for what I consider to be the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and I think some people may not they may not sit okay with that. And I think if you choose not to vote, then you don't have the right to necessarily complain about what's going on. But like I said, I do know people that that are totally against I think they have a right to complain, but we have a right to complain about them not voting. Yeah. Everybody, and, has, you know, everybody has a right to complain. That's a, you know, you're a citizen of this country. You don't lose that right just because you don't vote. Right. Well, again, th these are deeper discussions that we're gonna keep on going, hopefully here uh, as many times as we can on the Lakers fast break. Again, the NBA playoffs, it was decided they will resume most likely on Friday. But again, we'll tell you or not uh, on tomorrow's show, we'll read the recap games or give you an update on what's going on as far as the weekend is concerned for the NBA and the NBA playoffs. want to give a big shout out to everyone out there that's affected by the terrible weather and the hurricanes and the tropical storms that are around in the Louisiana area. We were Our, our thoughts are with you, so I'm hoping that, that everyone there is, is okay. I know there's some, some loss of life and, and a heavy bit of damage there, so I'm hoping for everyone that listens to us that's in and around that area that you are okay. Also, as well, everybody that's that's protesting now, please be safe. Uh, but again, your message is heard by us here at the Lakers Fast Break, and hopefully it will be heard by so many others as well. But guys, it's been great having you on the show. Once again, Rafael Barlow, at Barlow500, also as well, at NBA Draft Junkies, at Laker Tom for Laker Tom. You also got to go ahead and check out their sites, NBA Draft Junkies, NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube, Run the Floor Podcast, NBA Draft Junkies Podcast, and Laker Tom at Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and be a part of the conversation there as well. And for us, it's Lakers Fast Break on Twitter and also as well, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Guys, it's been great once again having you on the show, and we'll see you both hopefully tomorrow where we hopefully can start recapping games right here at the Lakers Fast.